Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So I am a huge fan of the movie Groundhog Day. Came out in 1993 with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Good movie. It did about $100 million at the box office, which is pretty surprising for that type of movie. But I just enjoyed it thoroughly. And I also, I'm a weird guy. I like the holiday Groundhog Day on February the 2nd, one of my favorite holidays, because there's always that hope that spring will come early. So I'm always looking for the, the early spring. Always looking to get that. Now, the movie, I want to go over a little bit. It, you know, the movie is about a cynical TV weatherman, if you've never seen it, finds himself reliving the same day over and over again. Now, he then goes on location to a small town of Punxsutawney to film a report about their annual Groundhog Day. His predicament drives him to distraction until he sees a way of turning it into his advantage in the movie. So it's, it's kind of um, a nice movie. But one of my favorite lines in this movie is, I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster. We drank pina coladas. At sunset, we made love like sea otters. That was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I relive that one over and over again? Well, with this pandemic, I feel like we're reliving reliving days that we don't want to relive over and over again. March of 2020 is back, and we're now in 2022. The kids, some of them are back to virtual learning again. Oy, not sure that they know anything more about this virus than they did before. Maybe a little bit. There's been more boosters and other shots. And, oh, I didn't want to get into all of these things. But it seems just when we think we have figured it out, there is another variant coming out. Now cases are up again through the roof with this new Omicron uh, strain. And there's even a new one now in France, which I read today, but apparently that's called IHU, where they come up with these names, I don't know, but they said that that is not a big deal. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, It is not a big deal. Famous last words that we have heard through this whole entire thing. I hope everybody is safe uh, because it it is just crazy with all the stuff that we've been doing here. Plus, it's winter now, and it's cold, and it's just, oh. Couldn't we be reliving the nice summer day over and over again? Hopefully we can move forward at some point and wake up and not hear, okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. Uh, she is a former New York City television reporter with WNBC-TV. Now she's raising children's dogs. She's doing everything. Uh, let's welcome Lori Bordenero to Lens Burning Bush. And, Lori, I'm going to bring you on here, um, and I'm going to try to do this because, again, we're doing new stuff uh, with YouTube. And, uh, you know, now I've got video and audio. I don't even know what I'm doing. But, Lori, welcome. I don't know, but it's really, really impressive. Uh, I, I don't know what you're doing either, but <laughs> I'm glad I'm on and I made it on. It's amazing. So what are your thoughts? Is it Groundhog Day or am I just making this up? Did you like that movie? Uh, yes, I like that movie, but I don't want to relive it. No. Um, and I agree. I've been saying the same thing for the past couple of weeks. I feel like it is March, April 2020 all over again. I get up. I put on my sweats. I don't take them off. Um, yeah, same thing day after day. And, you know, I, I really do hope. Um, there's some light at the end of this tunnel. You would think after almost two years, because, you know, at work, you know, I've been working from home 
God, it's been, you know, probably 15 years I, I've worked from home. So it's nothing yeah. new to me. But I got to be honest, you know, there, there are several days in a row. I mean, during Christmas break, I hardly put pants on, Lori. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm so embarrassed to say this. There was a day, like, I didn't even shower. I was like, well, <laughs> whatever, you know? I go outside. I yeah. put on a mask. I put on a hat. Yeah. No one can see me. I know. So, you know, I'm just walking the dog. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a little sad. Yeah, it is very sad. I went to the doctor, too, and I asked her, I said, like, you know, with the whole mask thing, and she's like, you know, I asked her about the booster shot, and I said, you know, what, what's the deal with the booster shot? Should I get it? And she's like, you know, you're kind of a sitting duck if you don't. <laughs> yeah. So I said, all right, well, what the heck? I already had COVID back last November. I've got the, the vaccines, and now I'm, you know, whatever, and I'm not, again, this is not about getting the vaccine. I just, I figured I'd ask her, because I'd like to hear it from the doctor, right? I'm sick <laughs> of hearing it on Facebook, you know, get your booster shot or get whatever everybody's a everybody's a doctor or they, they like to play one on tv right that's the old uh, i'm not a doctor but i play one on tv so exactly. i asked the doctor who knows i mean she sees it all the time and she said you know you, you're kind of like a sitting duck so i said okay i'll uh i'll do it what the heck i'm, I'm trying i mean and then you know but then you think oh hey i'm boosted or i've got the vaccine and i'm fine i'm totally immune to getting this but it's totally not true so. no and what people um, don't understand right i mean people have no idea is the flu shot right right For a year i've never gotten a flu shot I, i've not been one to do it because the two times i actually got the flu i asked the doctor <laughs> if i had gotten the shot would have helped and they said no, no. And I'm like, well, at that point, what's the point? But I understand that you'd rather be less of the flu. My mother always used to get the flu shot, and she would get so sick. And I'm like, well, what's the point? But I understand, you you know, you don't want to, obviously, you don't want to die from flu. You don't want to die from COVID. So we're trying to do the best we can. And people don't understand that just because you get the shot doesn't mean you're not going to get it. You're just going to get it less severe, right? Right. And we've been, you know, we've been really lucky. I think you said you had COVID. We've been really lucky here. No one in our family has had it. So, um, you know, we sort of thought we were out of the way and now Omicron. So, you know, we're, we're back to staying inside again. And, and we're in New York City. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty rampant here. Yeah, you got a new mayor now. I don't know if that's going to help anything, but I, I know that everything was crazy yeah. with the other one. We'll see how that goes. But, you yeah. know, it, it's different. Obviously, I'm in Kentucky, Lori. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could do whatever I want. I, I, there's, <laughs> I go to restaurants. I go to bars. I, I, I do all these things. But again, I'm, I'm taking precautions uh, with the things I do. But it's, uh, it's, it's not. And I feel the worst. The, the ones I feel the worst for is the kids, because you know they're yeah. living this. You know, adults. We've already, we already enjoyed our youth. Well, at least some of us, you know, whatever. Uh, we enjoyed our youth. And these kids are just, you know, they, they, instead of getting snow days now, they're getting NTI days or days of instruction or whatever you want to call it. And they're not allowed to just be a kid anymore. We are so yeah. bad with that. It's like it, it, it started with youth sports and then academia does the same thing. We, we want these kids to grow up way too quickly and they have no direction. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, you and I, yeah. and yesterday, you know, it was snowing here in New York City. Normally, we would have a snow day. Um, they made it a remote day. So I took my daughter and her friend as soon as the sun came out, 7.20 yesterday morning in Central Park. They were sledding pure happiness, pure joy. It was so nice to see that. Um, but by 8 o'clock, <laughs> we had to come in. We had hot chocolate. And they had to do remote schools. So yeah, I don't know. like that. I, I think that these, you know, the teachers they, they don't understand. It's like, did you ever see? Um, there's a movie. There was a movie with Adam Sandler where he, uh, Mr. Deeds. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds is a good is a, one of my. It's a funny movie, and and you know there's a lot of great John Turturro's in it where he goes. Uh, you cannot underestimate the level of sneakiness. But the movie is in the uh, towards the end. They say if you you know your 12 year old self knew what you were doing now, trying to make money off this. Would you, you know, how would you look upon it? And it was like, my 12-year-old self would kick my butt, you know. And and, and that's kind of where we're at. As adults, we do a terrible job with children. We are just awful. We, We rush them to grow up. We, these youth sports are, you know, instead of just enjoying going outside and playing youth sports, even in academics or anything that you get involved in, they want you to commit, and it's a job. Uh, I, I coached baseball for nine years, and I would tell these kids every opening day, it is just beautiful. Just enjoy this. Don't worry about, like, you, you have enough time to be miserable like us. It's true. And, you know, we were kids, you and I, we didn't have all these electronics. No. I mean, now it's cell phones, it's iPads, it's an Apple Watch. It's, it's nonstop with the electronics, and it's so hard. And I see it a lot with my son. I'm like, come on, we have to go out. We have to go to the park. We need to exercise. We need to be kids. We need to get fresh air. And he's just like, I want to stay inside. I love my video games. So, um, you know, it, it's hard. We didn't have those distractions as kids. We just had to have fun. We had to make up games. We had to do hide and yeah. seek. We had to do all of these things that, you know, Looking back, you know, we probably complained we were bored, but it was so good for us. Oh, no, it was great. And I had a group of friends, and I brought them on a show back in my day, and we talk about how great we had it at 12 yeah. years old. Now, we did have video games. We had the Atari 2600, yeah. and we had oh, yeah. Nintendo. You had all those things in television, whatever they were. But it just didn't seem like it was as big a deal as it is now where, you know, again, there's there's there are now where you could go to school for – uh, EA Sports and all these companies now yeah. are are professionals. Like there's they're having professionals, but I don't know. I I, I wish <laughs> that we would just take. You know, I I think a lot of times we want to rush stuff and and like smell the roses. Like you know, just mm-hmm. just take a breath. And you would think with the pandemic it would be better, but it. I don't know if it's if it's any better than it was. I I know for me personally, I feel better because. I'm getting to talk to wonderful people like you every week, yeah. and it, it helps me because they ask me at the doctor's office, are you depressed? And I go, no, I, I've enjoyed you know uh, all this time re- rekindling friendships and people I worked with, and uh, it, it's been a lot of fun for me, but I'm, I'm on the minority on this one, I think. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can get depressed now. Um, it's freezing. You can't go outside. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't yeah. go to the gym. I mean, I see where... Um, you can get a little bit depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it is so nice to connect, at least even if it's online. Absolutely. Well, talk a little bit about what you're doing now. You were you were on W. We worked together back in the Metro mm-hmm. days on the Fifth Avenue, the Fortune Off building. And, you gave uh, me my first broadcasting job yes. at Metro Network. Look at yes. this. Well, yes, and look, here we are. Uh, my first, and this is so funny, I think back when you first hired me, Saturdays overnight, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Oh. Um, how I did that is beyond me because I can't even stay up past 9 o'clock now. No, no. It, well, that was the thing. I mean, we used to go out at 11 o'clock. Now I, you know, I'm on yeah. two hours. I'm already two hours of sleep by then, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, yeah. you know, you did, you did tremendous. You, you, you know, of course, I saw something in you, which is, which, you know, and again, you went on to do other things and you were on WNBC in New York. You were, yeah. you were doing uh, reporting there. Uh, talk a little yeah. bit about that and then tell us what you're doing now. Oh, oh, good. 
gosh, I spent seven years at WNBC. Um, amazing. Um, you know, this this industry, it's such a tight knit group of people who work in the media. Um, so it's such a community um, among all of the news people working crazy hours, working holidays. Um, you know, so I've gotten to meet so many people um, over the last however many years. And also just getting to cover events and, and getting to travel around the tri-state. It's, um, it's been really amazing. Um, and then about a couple of years ago, I decided to step back, spend, spend some more time uh, with the kids um, and just be home and be able to take them to their activities and, and do all of those things after school. Um, so, you know, that was a, definitely a transition. Um, and now, as you know, I work with Animal Lighthouse Rescue in New York City. Uh, we rescue animals. Uh, we have a big transport coming in today from South Carolina. Um, we rescue a lot of our dogs, most of our dogs from Puerto Rico. Um, so yeah, it's really rewarding. I, these dogs come in, I find them homes. Um, I sometimes bring them home on the plane with me from Puerto Rico. And um, yeah, it's just really a lot of fun and, and really exciting when I get people who send me updates on their dogs, these dogs who were strays or didn't have a home and now, you know, they're all cozy by the fire and they're happy. So. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, uh, my, yeah. my wife, uh, Susan, is, uh, is an animal. Uh, she's she's an lo- animal lover. She yeah. works uh, as a vet tech, so she gets involved. Mm-hmm. And we list, unfortunately, lost our, our dog know. of 10 years. Um, and then uh, we wound up getting another dog. Now, it's a project. Uh, his name mm-hmm. is Ozzy. He, we got him from a rescue yeah. And it's it's kind of nice to do that. Uh, give a dog a home. He is adjusting. He's How got a transition. Yeah. Well, How he, he's a really sweet dog, but he has his moments where he barks at people in the house. If you know, he he'll, I'll yeah. go out of the bedroom sometimes, and he'll, I'll come in and he starts barking at me. Like, I mean, Aww. come on, I live here. This is my house. But no, he's. You know, it, it's an adjustment. Yeah. It takes it takes a couple of months to really settle in. Um, and especially depending on whatever his past was, um, you know. Yeah, somebody did a number on this dog. It, you know, he, yeah. he's a younger dog, and he's really sweet, though. I mean, he's got his moments. It's like he's got like that sweet, but you got to be careful, right? You know, they they have uh, their dogs, right? I mean, they got big teeth. Uh, you got to you got to be careful. Is he big? He's uh, mixed mixed uh, like forty five, fifty pounds. Yeah. But he's gonna he's a combination shepherd and border collie. We think uh, he's a nice looking dog. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why people go to like a pet store or whatever. Just, just, there's so many dogs They you know, so give, give Lori a call and get a, get a nice dog. So many, just call me, yeah. all, you know, the dogs that we have coming in today from South Carolina, um, you know, they were all on the euthanasia list. So these are dogs that literally were going to get put down yeah. just because, just because the shelters are overcrowded. So, um, you know, if we can do our part, you know, we, we really try hard. So yes, go check us out. Animal Lighthouse Rescue. Um, we've got. Got some newbies coming in today, so. Now, yeah. with all that you're doing now, maybe when the kids get older, do you think you get back into broadcasting, or are you going to just you hang know, out? And you know, I, I joked about it a lot when I first when I first left. I was like, I'll be back, I'll be back. Um, and then COVID hit, and then I said, you know, I'm going to just take this time, um, you know, so I'm not around a lot of people. And and I, I I still think there are days where I say I'll go back. Um, and especially just sitting here talking to you today, you know, it make it makes me definitely miss it. Well, I, I kept my kind of toe in the water a little bit, but yeah. it was about 10 years when I didn't. So um, I always did uh, play-by-play for high school sports here in Cincinnati. Right. And then I kind of took a break for like 10 years when the kids were little. And um, right. I wound up going back about uh, four or five years ago. And 
I, I, you know, just kept doing that. And, you know, we had a situation at work, you know, when COVID first hit, I started to think like, what am I going to do with, like, if something happens at work, where do I turn? And I always knew that I could turn to this if I had to. And how do I do that? And now, you know, that's where this all kind of started. Like, how do I how do I fill my time? And I realized I, I could retire uh, pretty comfortably in the terms of I wouldn't be bored. Let's put it that way. I have so many little right. things that I do. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm not bored. No. Um, but it, but when you do something, I think, for so long, and especially a career that you work so hard to get to, um, you know, it, it's hard to leave that behind. That's for sure. Um, so I never say never. No, you would never say never because I'm the same way. Never I never thought never. I would be doing this. Uh, if you would have told me when we talked 20 years ago, I would never even know, you know, this is kind of not what I what I thought I was doing. But during the pandemic, a lot of people are watching television, watching stuff. Now, I, I we have a tradition in our house where we watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy almost every yep. night. We at least record Jeopardy if we don't watch it. And I've been watching the run of Amy Schneider, uh, who mm-hmm. is uh, at this moment, you know, over a million dollars. If you're, you know, sorry, spoiler alert, but if you if you no, it's OK. Um, but uh, do you watch uh, do you watch Jeopardy? I haven't watched it in a while, be honest, um, but I get very excited when I get answers. Yes. Well, I enjoy it because it's very therapeutic for me. Uh, I have a lot of useless information in my head. I'm a good guesser. And with all that, I do okay. But there's a lot of topics I have no clue about. Like when they start going into literature and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know anything about Greek mythology and I'm not good. Like me, sports, television, I was uh, I was one of those kids that were thrown in front of the television. I, I love TV, so yep. I can give you a lot of stuff in the seventies. And I, you know, what's funny? My father-in-law lives with us now, and he's ninety-three. God bless him. Wow. And one of the things he likes is a lot of the older shows. You know, we'll watch uh, the you know the seventies t- uh, Kojak. We'll watch seventies. Uh, uh, we were watching the Rockford Files, and and it gets you right. back to where these shows were pretty good in the seventies. Like we don't realize how good they really were. Uh, and, and and it wasn't as it was violent, but it wasn't as violent as the shows on today. Like you could oh, watch those. So violent now, yeah. yeah. But speaking yeah. of violence, I don't know if you saw this, but Amy Schneider was robbed at at gunpoint. They showed uh, in oh, Oakland. God. Uh, she tweeted about a robbery to her followers, and she said she was shaken up, but otherwise she was okay. Uh, yeah. She lost her ID, her credit cards, and her phone, and she couldn't sleep. She also, I think she said she, she was a little bit sick, but she, she's doing okay. Uh, of course, you know, everybody, there people that don't like her, whatever. I, I say, you, you know, you should just let her win as much as she can win. God bless. That's what I say. Yeah, let her go and be happy for people. Yeah. Now... Exactly. I, I enjoy I, Jeopardy. And I love when, you know, and I like Ken Jennings hosting because mm-hmm. I think it's great that he could actually put himself in her shoes uh, yeah. because he was in that, you know, he, he did it for 74 games. I mean, he knows exactly what's going on. And he does bring it up, you know, that, that she's now the fourth uh, millionaire and, you know, in regular season uh, right. in Jeopardy. And, you know, she does a good job. And she's apparently right in between um, her, uh, Ken, Ken and, uh, Holzhauer and Matt Amodio was another one that they they brought right. up. So I enjoy I, I love I love it when uh, when when people win and it's going to be fun. Uh, but getting back to we talked about working and, and now you're, you're doing and, and maybe retiring. Well, there's companies out there that are understanding that it is rough to actually go and work. Right, it's five days a week. You're you're sweating. You're you're doing forty sixty hours a week. Well. There is a company in San Francisco now that is doing a four-day work week 
permanently uh, for nice. people. It's called Unicorn Bolt. It's a San Francisco-based e-commerce developer piloted program last fall, and it's overwhelmingly positive, which you would think it would be. Um, that's according to the CEO, Ryan Breslau. But he couldn't imagine running a company in any other way. He said productivity has increased. Work has been streamlined. Mm-hmm. Employees have been happy. Um, you know, he took a survey at the end of the three-month period, found 94% of the workers and 91% of the managers wanted the program to continue. And I agree wholeheartedly. It's like the old saying, happy, um, happy wife, happy life. Well, exactly. happy, happy employees, right. it, it just makes things so yeah. much better when everybody's happy, right? Yeah, and I don't see why more companies don't jump on board and do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, four-day work week is kind of a nice thing. Maybe you work, you know, 10 hours yeah. a day or, you know, what, even yeah. if you work eight, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. I like the idea of it. I think we should do more of it. I think the problem has been that, you know, a lot of these companies now, they're not getting workers anymore. Nobody wants, you know, that's not Nobody what Nobody wants to work. No, I don't know what it is. I mean, please, <laughs> you, you, you find something you like. There's so many things you could do. I think that's the problem, too. I think you have to really find what you like. And I think... That's why, I mean, for myself, that I always had really good work ethic because I really, I always enjoyed what I did. I didn't care if I had to work crazy hours or holidays or whatever. Um, I think when you really find that passion or that thing, um, you're going to work harder. Absolutely. Now, we had some bad weather over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and, of course, winter's here. And, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, if I never, like, I, I know I'm from the East Coast and, I shouldn't be bitching and moaning about snow. I, I, I really, but I'm at a point now in my life where if I, if I only start once a year, I'd be very happy. Like I don't need it. It's because what people don't understand is that we're not out making snow angels in it anymore. Right. Only the kids can make snow angels. We're sitting there. You, you get your hot cocoa once in a while, but we're, we have to work. We have to drive. We have to commute in it. And uh-huh. there was uh, I don't know if you saw, but last yeah. week, on I-95 in Virginia, a former traffic uh, reporters, I, I figured you would enjoy this. They had a, um, a storm, which really, I mean, I'm beginning to think that they don't want to go out and clean the roads anymore, but they never used to have this happen uh, the way it does now. But Amer- this is interesting, a, kind of a story. A Maryland couple was stranded on 95 in Virginia, but they did something really good um, yes. because they were, it was like 20-something hours, 30 hours they hadn't eaten. Um, and there was a bread truck or bakery truck that was on the road, and they decided that it, all it took was a phone call to ask permission from the bre- bread truck that was there in front of them whether they could use it. So they got in touch with the, the apparently the, the CEO, and this is Casey Hollihan and her mm-hmm. husband, John No. They were driving home from a visit with their family in North Carolina, and of course they were pretty uh, hungry and tired, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And about 9 a.m., Uh, Last Tuesday, they saw a a truck from Schmidt Baking Company ahead of them, and they hadn't eaten for 37 hours, so they figured, you know what, let's let's try it. Chuck uh, Patakaris, one of the owners of H&S Bakery, which owns Schmidt Baking, was on the phone. He he directed the driver, Ron Hill, to distribute bread to the stranded motorist, and that was a really good thing. He did it to – it was more than 50 cars got bread and whatever, and, 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 I mean, that's, that's working together, isn't it? And that's what it's all about, Len. You know, just you're in a situation like that. Do good for the community. I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what these people were even going through. And I read a lot of, I actually read a lot of stories. And there was another story about an Uber driver with a young girl in the car. And I think he actually brought her to a hotel somewhere and paid out of his own pocket to get her a hotel room for the night. So, you know, just so many amazing stories that came out 
from such a horrible, horrible experience. Yeah, I think uh, even uh, what was it the uh, it was that the senator of Virginia um, was was in there for thirty something hours. Also, he was stuck. Tim, what would you what would you do? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember we were heading back to New Jersey one Thanksgiving weekend. And we left on uh, Tuesday night. I think it was supposed to be a snowstorm on Wednesday. So we left earlier than we normally do. And I don't like to go at night anyway. Yeah, and me neither. I don't. I'm a morning person, so I like to leave at 3 a.m. You're um, like me. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I don't like to drive at night. People do that. I, 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 I get tired at like midnight, and I can only go four to six hours. But the other way, I could do 10 to 12 hours nonstop, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. anyway, we're driving, and... We get into a situation where there's an accident ahead and the road is shut down for like two hours. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm sleeping in the car because I'm like, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but I couldn't imagine 37 hours. I, I don't know what I would do. Me either. And I get claustrophobic, too. Yeah. And all the cars and trucks around. I, I, I would have to get out. Yeah. Well, plus it's cold. You, you know, you, you got to make sure you got all your, your woolies on um, because yeah. if it's cold out, then that's, it's just I... I don't do know. You keep all the, do you keep all? I, I mean, I'm not really driving that much, but do you keep all those supplies in your car? Like, no, to I do not. I have uh, jumper cables. That's about it. Jumper cables and a couple of things, but I do not have uh, the survival kit. Uh, granola yeah. bars. Uh, I, I don't. I don't do that. Uh, I, I should, but, but you should. No, we actually had stuff packed because we were going away. But I don't right. know if we. I don't remember if we had uh, anything. I think we had snacks. We did have snacks because yeah. we like to snack in the car. We're snackers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Always so, have to have snacks. Yeah. But so if I do the long trip, I'm usually, we will bring snacks. So I guess in that case, but if I'm driving like a normal trip for work to like right. Michigan and back, I don't. Mm-hmm. And that's a five hour drive. I really should. So you, you, should. you, you brought up a good point. You know, <laughs> you see, this is why I like to have these, these conversations. Now, uh, unfortunately over um, before New Year's and we talked about it last week, we lost Betty White. Mm. Uh, just terrible. She would have been turning 100 on the 17th of, of January. But Betty White's hometown of Oak Park, Illinois, has declared January 17th, 2022, Betty White Day in memoriam of the beloved Golden Girls actress who died on the final day of, of 2021. The day's festivities will include a giant birthday cake, specials at local businesses, and a Betty White mural contest. And, of course, all of her favorite foods and... Because, you know, people are talking about this, you know, now that we brought you up as far as the animals, yeah. everybody's trying to, you know, do, do some good, you know, where Betty was so great with animals. Uh, she liked them a lot better than people. And I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was a huge animal advocate. And uh, a lot of these rescue groups are asking, you know, in honor of Betty White, can you donate $5 on January 17th in honor of her? Yeah. And I think it's a great idea because she would certainly be um, thrilled about that. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I think it's. Uh, she she's she was a treasure. Uh, it's it, it, you know one thing that's great about what the the time we live in now is you can go and watch. You know, uh, I was mm-hmm. I was remembering I was watching a um, an episode or a documentary, um, and I saw like somebody's brother they had lost somebody and mm-hmm. said you know he was a, he was a celebrity and you get to see like you know just put the YouTube video on for forty minutes and you get you know mm-hmm. he's like in the room right you're yeah. you're watching the person with Bob Einstein. Uh, they did a documentary on, on on Netflix, I believe, or HBO Max, rather. Um, it, and it was on uh, – Bob was uh, Super Dave Osborne. He played in Curb mm-hmm. Your Enthusiasm. And he, his brother basically said – his brother was Albert Brooks, but his other brother basically said, you know, hey, I can I can watch him, just turn it on every once in a while. If I, if I miss him, I can, I can do that. And with Betty White, 
there's so many good clips of her. You so just start many. laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tremendous. Uh, that was I, a sad way, sad way to end the year. Yeah, definitely one one way. So there's a story. So I told you we live in Kentucky now. Yes. So we moved in 2001. Uh, it's from New York to Kentucky. Um, it is uh, it is a lot different, but I will say, as different as it is, it's close, right? It, right. It, the cost of living is a third of what it is in New York, so I like that. Uh, uh, could, can't get good bagels and stuff like that, but now I think there's a way I could get them delivered. So I'm, I was going to say, I'll just send them to you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But there's a <laughs> Kentucky family that apparently got some mail from Windsor Castle in England. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, Caitlin Sutherland checked the mail on December 27th. She, was, she wasn't expecting to find a letter addressed to her daughter, Jalen, with a royal stamp on it. It was mixed in her, with, the, with the mail. Uh, the excitement came from the royal idea the family had back on Halloween. Uh, two-year-old Jalen dressed head-to-toe in the gear to, re, to resemble Queen Elizabeth II for her Halloween costume. So from a matching light blue jacket, she had the hat, the wig, the pearls. I wonder if she did the queen, the queen wave. But she looked <laughs> like her majesty. And the outfit was complete with the family corgis, the rascal, rascal and, and Jack. Now the letter read, her majesty thought it was kind of you to write her. And the queen was pleased to see the photograph of your daughter, Jalen, in her splendid outfit. It was signed by the lady-in-waiting, Mary Morrison, who is the female person and personal assistant to a, a court. Since uh, Jalen's so young, Caitlin tried to keep her understanding of the importance of the letter a little bit better. She put the hat on the way they used the costume, and the two danced around the kitchen in excitement. Uh, how great is that? The queen uh, recognizing a two-year-old dressing up as the queen. Huh? So there, there is... There is some uh, some life in the in the uh, in the royal in the Windsor Castle. I never I never was a big fan of the royal family, but now maybe I could get on I can get on board with this. You and me both. That is a, there's, that, such, there's, such, there's such a fascination with it, and I don't. Am I the only one? No, you're not. I'm, I don't agree with it. I don't understand it either because they get appointed to this. They're 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 they're, they're born into it. What it, it's like? Okay, well, what do you got to do to do this? Well, you just got to be. You know, it's like that's why I like the movie <laughs> King Ralph with uh, with John Goodman. Have you ever seen that? Where no. he's just a normal guy and he gets uh, he's like the third in line, and then a couple of people die, so he's now with his royal lineage. He gets to be the king, and it's uh, it, it's just a it's a it's a funny movie on the whole royal thing. But I I never understood it. I mean, pr- when I was growing up, Princess Diana got married, uh, mm-hmm. and Prince Charles. It was a whole to do. I think Luke and Laura's wedding was a little more impressive on General Hospital back then, but. <laughs> Special moment of all time. Absolutely, that was like 1981. I don't know if you how you remember that. But. I, no, I do. I remember. I, I remember it. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. But I, you know, looking at the royal family. But now at least I have a little bit of, uh, you know, they have a little bit of compassion apparently. Uh, so that 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 makes it good. Now, uh, Lori. So this is episode number 92 of Ooh. Lens Burning Bush. We're on YouTube now, so you could you could like, subscribe, hit the bell, whatever you could do on YouTube. If you're doing now, please do that. We got to get some more subscribers on the YouTube channel. Although I don't know if anybody really wants to see me, uh, the video <laughs> portion. They like the audio, but I don't know how many people are liking the video. But comment if you like the video, if you're used to the audio, if you listen, um, if you do. But you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook also, at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow along at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. As I mentioned, we have the YouTube channel. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. Do Lens Burning Bush podcast. I say this every week, but you don't know what you're going to get when you say Lens Burning Bush on Amazon. So make sure you say podcast 
We are all over the states. Um, you know, people are listening in other countries. Thank you to do that. I don't know why, Lori, but you know, it is. It has been. It is fun. There's so many things. I can't believe this is 92 episodes, and that just makes me. You know, each week I just keep doing it. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment. Well, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you coming on. I will have you again. And just because you were number 92 doesn't mean you're less important <laughs> than the other people that were on. You will come on again. Uh, I'm just working through this. I've got to, you know, think through. Uh, I, I never really thought number wise, but hundreds coming up. So I got to start thinking about how I'm going to do the 100th episode of Lens Burning Bush. I, I got to be honest, week to week, I don't know what I'm going to talk about until it almost happened. So that's, uh, that, that's the kind of, uh, create the mind just works a little bit differently, but thank you, Lori Bordenero, Squire, uh, Lori Bordenero, as I knew you, um, yep. I'm Lynn Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of lens burning bush next week. So long.